Hi, and welcome to another one of our live Detach podcast events. Uh, today, we're going to go over the lectionary readings for the uh, Friday in the sixth week of ordinary time, which is what today is, and uh, get into a little bit of a discussion of what we're doing behind the scenes here at Catholic Detach uh, at the detached catholic place wow i'm having one of those mornings welcome to my morning just like every one of you uh but uh basically what's going on is i'm redoing uh some of the stuff giving it a little bit more of a pizzazz feel to it uh one of the things that i've been working on is retooling the different uh pre-recorded uh stuff that i have because I want to take out some of the buzzing noises that I've noticed in some of the podcasts that have gone forth and give it more of a professional feel. One of the things that I'm also looking at is giving it a little bit more of an easier flow for somebody listening to the podcast to be able to follow along and treat it like a prayer or worship service. And in order to do that, instead of just having me drone on and on and on and on and on and on and on, like it seems in many of these, I'm trying to get a different voicing so that there's kind of a give and take to where you get a reply to what's going on. Uh, And that's stage number one that I'm working with. My plan is to hopefully be able to finish enough of the lectionary one that I'm able to roll that out completely, if not by this Sunday, by at least Ash Wednesday. And that will take, right now I'm redoing the uh, Amihad prayer, which is the 18 benedictions or the Jewish prayer while standing. Uh that is said in the synagogues every day, more or less, and having that redone so that it is more of a communal, I talk than somebody else talks type thing. I do have a way of being able to do it and have an alternate voice, a woman's voice, be able to uh, come across so you won't just hear me droning on and on and on. And I'm going to be utilizing that when doing the uh, various uh, liturgical things going forward. Uh, It should show up within, as I've said before, the lectionary portion very shortly. One of the things that I'm doing that for is so that when we have like a lectionary service uh, going forward, that you're not listening to me just drone on for 20, 30, 40 minutes to an hour, but that there is the give and take so that it gives you more of a chance to really get into it. And at portions, if you learn the portions that the other person is speaking, you can reply back those particular words. Eventually that will flow into the daily office uh, or the uh, liturgy of the hours portions where we get into the office of reading, the night office, the morning and evening offices to where those will be out there as well. And that's something I'm working with. Uh, The format will 
fairly much be the same as I had put up in the last two weeks when I had started it, where it was just my voice that you're hearing. And I think this will take it into another different level. There are things that I don't know if I'll be able to make happen uh, uh, that I'd like to have, uh, like having more singing be possible throughout. Uh, because just from a time crunch, uh, in the initial stage, we might not have that to where instead of me singing the Alleluia, it might be me just going Alleluia, 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 then having her reply, Alleluia, 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 and, and speak the refrain instead of singing. I'm still looking at how to do it the other way so that it goes a little bit better, but I We'll have to tweak and work on it a little bit to get it to the point that it works for everybody. But it'll it, it's pretty much in the works and will happen. I foresee the lectionary being first, uh, probably a redo of the Stations of the Cross and Rosary uh, coming next with all of the night offices being redone one more time so that it has that give and take instead of the way it is right now with me speaking it. Uh, but I haven't put those out completely. I've only done it for those couple days uh, in the last two weeks uh, when I was trying to see how that whole thing would work. And it looks like it'll work nicely. It's just a matter of putting it out there and making it happen. Uh, this does mean that when we get to the... Um, Holy Week, and we start doing like the Seder and the other things, we'll be able to do those a little bit different than we did in the previous years. Uh, especially when it comes to the Seder, it'll be more of a response type situation to where one, you'll hear me speak and then somebody will reply. And uh, it'll even go when we're doing the uh, Passion Read. Uh, there will be a narrator voice, there will be me, there will be somebody else speaking. That way there's more of the feel of how it's supposed to be done, uh, made available. Uh, the only thing that I find um, kind of problematic with the program that I'm using to make this happen is that it does seem that it rushes the way we talk, uh, it, the, the cadence or the, the speech is a little bit quicker and that kind of, you know, if, if you kind of listen to me right now, I'm kind of slow dragging and, you know, that kind of thing talking. And when you hear the other, it's more of a, I'm just talking like this, you know, and it sounds almost like I'm, I'm talking fast, but it's kind of the, uh, what makes it work. So I ain't going to worry about it. It's, it's just there. So those are the the basic updates is that we are going in a different direction with this podcast so that it can become more of a plug and play type thing. And the reason why it's plug and play is because there are things that I want to plug in, allow you to be able to he have and move forward. A lot of things will repeat. Like, for instance, the Glorious Mysteries, when they come around, will be the Glorious Mysteries pretty much the same every time they go through. The only difference is how you pray them and why you pray them. 
And that'll be something that I'll be working on throughout the next couple days to make it actually fit. Uh, it's something totally in the works. I haven't got everything all completely worked out, but you know, one way or another, I'm going to make it happen. There are going to be slight changes in the service, liturgical service structure going forward, uh, where there'll be more of a reflection on the law of God in the penitential part. Uh, there will most likely, I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to do it, be more of a responsive reading before the actual lectionary on certain days. Like, for instance, every Sunday, there'll be a special responsorial thing right before the first reading is done. Part of the reason for that is so that it connects with the kind of teaching that fits that day. Uh, like, for instance, if we're talking about Good Friday, there will be a response that will be a reflection on the crucifixion. And then it'll go into the lectionary portion, which would be the readings and the gospel reading of the passion that normally happens on Good Friday in the lectionary with a commentary by me and then the final ending to uh, how everything goes. Uh, and that's something that will happen regardless. Another addition that might happen is that during the prayer portion where the Amihad prayer comes in, there might be uh, responsorial prayers as well, like you would have in the Mass where there would be like six or seven different uh, prayers that would be responded with, thanks be to God, or let us pray to the Lord, uh, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, let us pray to the Lord, or, you know, I can't think of how that whole thing goes right now, but you know what I'm saying. And um, the response would be done between me and the other individual that I'm working with to get these done up. And that's something that is an extra expense that is working with. What we are also doing with this particular podcast ministry, if you've probably noted from the various prayers that have been going forth, especially about the $5 buy a cup of coffee link that's on the dtesh.com website, dtesh.com, you'll be able to indicate your prayer request. And it's kind of like when you go into a church and you put money in to light a candle. And the minimum amount for being able to be a part of that will be $5. That's pretty much going forward. That's how we're going to do it. And I think that in and of itself would be enough of a thing if we get enough people to want to have their prayers put forth. Uh, the being able to have it done forward, um, pretty much setting it from the standpoint that if you put five bucks in, your prayer is good for a week. If you uh, do more than five bucks, like say you do a hundred bucks, uh, if you do a hundred bucks, we'll pray your particular petition for a year. Uh, and that's pretty much what it is. Uh, something along those lines or any petitions that you add in are done for the year, any special request. And I believe that there's a way of being able to put in what the request is when you put in your $5 amount uh, so that we're able to pray. 
If not, it's still there in our little services that we're going to have where there's going to be a prayer for everybody that's paid at least five bucks to that website for that particular thing for that day or that, that particular time. And it'll be just there. Uh, if you want us to continue praying and adding your, our faith and prayers to you, continue to keep donating or submitting the five bucks for buying a cup of coffee. And that's just pretty much, you would put five bucks into a, uh, thing to light a candle in a Catholic church. And that's pretty much all it is, is having some type of connection between you and me, where we are touching together, agreeing, because as Matthew 18 says that if two or three agree as touching, and the touching is the key word in that sentence, on anything, they shall have what they asked in my name. And it's in that prayer of agreement that we're coming together, and the donation is where you touch me, and I am able to connect with you by virtue of doing some type of gift. Kind of like the temple offerings, you would bring a bull or a goat or some type of monetary amount to buy a bull or a goat so that you could touch things with the priest to allow for the ministry to work uh, together and have some form of community. And that will eventually help with other things with this podcast, being able to automate certain things, have other people maybe be hired uh, as part of this and also be able to do more outreach uh, stuff in the community, like being able to help the homeless and stuff like that. Those kind of things are going forward. I am working on a process of trying to get us a tax exempt status so that any amounts that you would provide would be tax deductible. And that's something that I am working on. So those are the behind the scenes things that have been going on. And part of the reason why we haven't really had regular podcasts the way I've been trying to do it. And also I've had to work. Uh, I mean, I still have to do a nine to five of sorts uh, behind the scenes. Some of you know exactly what that is. Some of you don't, not important, but I do have to keep paying the bills. I have to pay rent. I have to pay electric. I have to pay this website uh, to be able to host the domain and stuff like that. And that's stuff that does cost. And there's other things I'm trying to get to do to defray exactly how much of those costs I need to have. I do have a good job at this point that allows me to be able to move forward. And I thank God for that. And I continue to pray that it continues because it's something that if it stopped being a good job tomorrow, I'd be in a world of hurt but that's another story for another day. The main goal, at least as far as this is uh, looking, is sometime in the next month I would like to be able to sit down and really publicize it and try to get people to at least see the $5 value of buying a cup of coffee once a month so that your prayers are being met with. And I'll probably add it to where it is... uh, only for that month for five bucks. So if you want to have us continue to pray beyond uh, 30 days, you'll have to, in 30 days, provide another five bucks. Otherwise, you know, we stop praying for your particular need and move on to others. And that's 
just reasonable. I mean, it's just like when you're light a candle in church after a week, that candle burns out. You have to light another candle and put another offering in for the candle fund. And that's just merely what it's all about. It's just making sure that we can keep the lights on. It's not asking you to give tithes, offerings, or a whole millions and billions of dollars. It's just, you know, doing that so that we can keep going. And that'll allow us to provide other material down the road. Will we eventually get to the teaching material I've talked about in the past, like where I'm teaching how to understand Greek or something on church history or some course on understanding uh, who Christ is as a teaching uh part of the ministry so that you get a little bit more of an understanding, eventually that'll happen as well. But at this point in time, we're focusing on trying, or at least I'm focused on trying to get a daily lectionary service done up so that you get some kind of teaching based upon what the readings for the Mass are today. And outside of that, to have a daily rosary, a daily uh prayers, uh, daily prayers in the sense of the liturgy of the hours, praying like morning office, evening office, day office, and so forth, so that you can have those added to your thing, plus a daily rosary or stations of the cross. And those are things that I am working on behind the scenes to make happen. So hopefully that helps you get some idea of where we are and where we're headed. But as for today, Today's first reading comes to us from the book of Genesis. The entire world spoke the same language, using the same words. While the people were migrating in the east, they came upon the valley in the land of Sinar and settled there. They said to one another, Come, let us mold bricks and harden them with fire. They used bricks for stone and bitmen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. And so they made a name for, and so make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered over all the earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that they had built. And then the Lord said, If now, while they are one people, all speaking the same language, They have started to do this. Nothing will later stop them from doing whatever they presume to do. Let us then go down and there confuse their language, so that one will not be able to understand what another says. Thus the Lord scattered them from all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the speech of the entire world. It was from that place that he scattered them over all the earth. The word of the Lord. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. The Lord brings to naught the plans of nations. He foils the designs of peoples. But the plan of the Lord stands forever. The design of his heart through all generations. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. From the heaven the Lord looks down, he sees all mankind. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. From his fixed throne he beholds all who dwell on the earth. 
he who fashioned the heart of each, he who knows all their works. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. I call you my friends, says the Lord, for I have made known to you all that the Father has told me. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the entire world and forfeit his life? What could one give in exchange for his life? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, in this faithless and sinless, sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of when he comes in his Father's glory with his holy angels. He also said to them, Amen, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see that the kingdom of God has come in power. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these readings today are something that people would think are not connected. But the reality is, is what is talked about in the Gospel of Mark today mirrors what is talked about in the book of Genesis. You see, Jesus is talking about somebody realizing the call of the gospel to the point that they give up everything in the world to follow him. And this is something that I think a lot of people miss. And a lot of people miss it because they want to, as the book of Genesis told us, or the reading from Genesis told us, they want to make themselves great. They want to be renowned. They want to be remembered. They want to be known. They want to be individuals. Everybody doing their own thing. And yet, in the first reading, God comes down and judges them for trying to build something all on their own and make themselves great without God being involved in it. A lot of us focus only on this life, and this is where a lot of people fall into a problem. It's a problem that I find when I'm talking to people in various stages of life my mother being one of the more recent ones because of her condition, she doesn't want to die, which is a natural thing. But in some of the conversations I've had to point out to her that her refusal to want to pass away to a degree is a problem because it is clinging on to this world more than clinging on to God. And that's the real reason why God judged 
the people at Babel and confuse their speech. <clears throat> because he started to talk about how whatever they had decided and presumed to do, they would be able to do. Therefore, we're going to go down there and confuse their language. We're going to scatter them. Because what they wanted to do was all about themselves and their glory rather than glorifying God. And that's something that a lot of us miss. What profit is there to gain the entire world and forfeit one's life? What does it matter if you live to be a thousand years old? If you're going to hell. What does it matter if you don't win the Powerball but gain heaven? See, a lot of people look at it things the wrong way. They want the peace and safety now instead of the sacrifice for God. The reason why your plans get confused and doesn't work out the way you plan, just like the Tower of Babel, is because God ain't wanting you to want only you. He himself is not sharing his glory with you, and you should live to glorify him as you ought. And that's the important thing. One of the things that people get confused of is the conclusion to our gospel today, because it says that there are those here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come in power. For many, that was understood as Jesus coming back in the first century, which is not what Jesus meant. What Jesus was talking about was people seeing the establishment of his kingdom as a result of his resurrection and commissioning the church, not his second coming. There's also a coming in judgment that happened with him coming in 70 AD to judge the Jewish faith and them losing the title of God's chosen people to the church. They still are, in a sense, the chosen people, but they have, in another sense, been replaced by the people of God who are the church. There's a lot I could go into on that, but it don't, I don't have time to go into all the stuff. But there is a replacement that has happened that is scriptural that many people misunderstand when they become anti-Semitic. Because that's the anti-Semitic side is not what it's talking about. But there is a replacement. There is a change of the guard, so to speak, to where the old branches are cast off and you and I are grafted into the vine that is Christ. How is it that you would not taste death till you see the kingdom of God come in its power? By being saved, by being a member of the church. You see, the church is the kingdom of God on earth today. 
being part of that church, going to Mass, is experiencing the kingdom of God and that power because you are a witness of the cross. That is the goal. And the realization that you are not tied to this world goes along with it. And I think we need to understand it from that perspective. So that's kind of the thoughts that I want to leave you with today is just this idea that you're not supposed to be tied to the world. You're not supposed to be trying to make a name for yourself. You're supposed to be experiencing the kingdom of God today as a Christian believer, walking with God today in faith, for that is why the just shall live by faith.